having spoiled principalities and powers, having what? Spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Jesus Christ said, he said, I saw, he said, I saw the adversity like lightning falling. Jesus Christ dealt with the devil. Amen. In the book of um, Matthew 28, 28, from verse number, let's go to Matthew 28, verse number, let's take from verse 16, quickly. Quickly, let's go there quickly. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, verse 18, give us verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority. Somebody say, all authority. All authority. All authority. Not some authority. All authority. What has happened? Has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Philippians chapter 2. Let's go there. Philippians 2. Let's take it from verse number 9. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Glory to God. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him what? The name which is above every name. Continue, sir. Continue. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. Let's go to verse. Let's see what's up there. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's in charge. He's in control. To the glory of God, the Father. Ephesians chapter number one. Are you following what I'm saying here? So we said that if there's anything called affliction, ain't God. Number two, it's not the devil. Because he has been dealt with and we're trying to prove it from the scriptures. The first scripture was in Matthew what, 28 and verse number 18. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. We also read from Colossians 2 verse 14 down. He said he has stripped him of anything. And then we want to look at this one too. Give us verse number 19 to verse 23. Hurry up. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? The exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, continue, sir, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. 21, sir. 21, sir. Far above, what did he say? Far above some principalities. Some principalities. I can't hear your voice. You should be here. Some principalities. Far above some principalities. What does it say? Above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Praise the name of Jesus. So the devil has been stripped off. So who is now left? Who is now left? Hallelujah. So, now... 
there is a glory. There is a light that men must see. I want us to look at the fact that you and I have been created by God for glory. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter number 60 verse 1 downwards quickly to verse number 3. Yeah. Let's go quickly. Then we'll come back to our Job. We are talking from Job. Can you read with me? Want to go? Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is shout a good amen to that one. Verse 2. Let's go to verse 2. Continue. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Shout amen to that one. Let's go to verse number four, uh, verse three, sorry. Let's go. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. How do the Gentiles come to you? How do they come? Look at the scripture. How do they come? Huh? Let me hear you. They come to what? They come to your light. They come to the light. So the Gentiles shall come to your light. So that for the Gentiles, the light is okay. But for the kings, the brightness of your rising. Hallelujah. The Gentiles will come to your light, but kings, men of substance, will come by the brightness of your rising. So then you must not remain just as light. The light must be bright and must rise. Hallelujah. Now, so, this is God's program for you and I. Men must see the light and they must see the brightness of our rising. Now, go back to Job. Our key scripture. I see you and I see your light in brightness. In the name of Jesus. Job 37 verse 1. 21. So now men must see the light. But you see, the Bible says that now men see not the bright light which is in the clouds. So why can't they see the light? The clouds. Do you see that? The clouds is covering the light. Have you sometimes taken a walk and then the sun was shining so brightly and all of a sudden it's like you felt, oh wow, thank God. Then you check the clouds came in between the the scorching sun and you who was walking. So, when the clouds come in between you and the sun, you can't see the brightness of the light. Now, these 21 days, we are by the Holy Spirit clearing off the clouds. So, your brightness can be seen. Is somebody here with me at all? As long as the clouds are there, your brightness cannot be seen. Hallelujah. But it said something here. It says that, but the wind passes. The wind passes. Take me to Ezekiel 37. Hurry up. Run, run. Today we are reading a lot of scriptures. Is it good? Hallelujah. Ezekiel 37. All right, let's let us read this beautiful story. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out of the out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Continue, sir. Then he caused me to pass by them all round, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. Continue, sir. 
And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Continue, sir. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Continue, sir. Thus says the Lord, God, to these bones, surely I will cause bread to enter into you and you shall live. Continue, sir. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon her. Impossible shall be possible in this year for us. And cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Continue. It's a beautiful scripture. Let's continue. So I prophesied as I was commanded. You see, this is the thing here. So God said it's going to be possible, but I need your partnership. And in your partnership, I need your obedience. The proof of partnership with God is obedience. God says prophesy. If you don't prophesy, this vision remain the same. In the same vein, let's do 21 day fast. I will not do because I have, I have this thing about my belly. If I do it, I will not prophesy. Else no happen. So he said what? I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together bone to bone. Praise God. Continue, sir. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews, God had promised this. This is what I'm going to do. But he said, you must prophesy. So God's, hmm, God's unlimited ability, which is able to transform the situation, is waiting for the man to prophesy. You are the valve that controls the unlimited ability of God towards your direction. You are the one who determines how much of God can be seen in your situation. Did you hear me? That's our focus. Let's continue. And the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Uh-huh. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds. O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet as he said an exceedingly great army. Now go to Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Acts 2 verse 1. Very fast. Very fast. He said the wind passed. The wind passed. The wind passed. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Let me finish this thing quickly. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Acts 2 verse 1. He said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Continue, sir. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven and as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Was it the wind? What was happening there? Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them. Continue, sir. And they were all what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. So, one of the symbols that represents the ministry of the Holy Spirit, not the same, is the wind. Amen. So, in this scripture, God reveals to seven that. The wind that passes is the operation of the spirit. Are you seeing that? 
We will try to trace a little bit from Ezekiel. He spoke to the winds. And in Acts of Paul, the same thing that happened. You see, how that when he spoke to the winds, the, the, the bones that were gathered received life in themselves. In Acts of the Apostle, in the same vein, saints were gathered. There was a mighty rushing wind. And it wasn't about a wind, it was about the spirit of God in there. Hallelujah. The wind represents breath, it represents life. So the wind passed, it's about the spirit. So people of God... There is a brightness that men must see, but there's a cloud. The only thing that the cloud bows to is the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, what am I saying to you, people of God? The degree to which you will express God's majesty in this season is highly dependent on your relationship with the Holy Ghost. The degree to which you will express the majesty of God in this season so depends on your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the things I realize is that, you know, sometimes when I look at some of us, I realize that we don't really have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues is not a relationship with the Holy Ghost. No. It's not. Looking prayerful is not a relationship with the Holy Ghost. The relationship with the Holy Ghost does not start and end in a prayer time. The relationship with the Holy Spirit is in how that the spirit of God has a say in your daily living in all matters there are clouds around the brightness clouds of attitudinal clouds Papa was sharing he was going to share it on a Sunday there are the clouds of doubts, the clouds of anxiety, the clouds of disrespect, the clouds of laziness, the clouds of ignorance. As long as the cloud is there, the brightness is hidden from men to see it. People of God, when we read Isaiah, if you read down, when the Gentiles come to your light and the kings are about to rise, you go down there. It is these people that will bring the goods. For every seed you sow in the kingdom, for every kingdom investment you do, huh, it is credited to your heavenly bank account. But the thing is this. Unlike this earth where you have money in your account, all right, and you write a check, and then you go to the counter, you present the check, and they go to check if you have that money that you've written down there, and then they give you cash unless you have a check. In our case, we don't write a physical check. We talk to our father. Father, I need money for this. The thing is this. God will not send the money spiritually. It will come from men. But the men can only locate your GPS by your brightness rising. So there are many of us that there are certain things that God has already issued. Go to him, go to him. 
but they can't find you because they are waiting for the brightness of your rising. There were wise men with treasures. But until the star of the king of glory appeared like a GPS and led them to him, the goose remained with them. Are you with me? It said, men shall come to what? The brightness. The Gentiles will come to your light, but the kings will come to the brightness of your rising. So they need your location. We had a couple come into the house and said, please, can you send us the location? And when they were coming, they had goods. Praise God. So if I give them the wrong location, what's going to happen is this. The Roma will be frustrated and then go home. So some of us are praying for supplies. Oh God, open this door. But men are the tools by which God gives you what you have demanded for. But these men must come to the brightness of your rising. But there are clouds. It is your walk with the spirit that will help you identify each of these clouds. And by his working and your partnership with him, he takes them off. For some of us, attitudes are very bad. Am I, am I teaching? So you can pray in tongues from day to tomorrow. If you don't learn to walk with the spirit of God, you are praying in tongues, you are praying hours, you are very prayerful, but things aren't changing. Why? The prayer is not the end. Don't you see how frustrating it is when we pray so much and then or we fast so much, we give so much and we don't see the results coming in. We are so quick to say God is one delay. We're so quick to say there's some forces for my family. But the Bible said that when he, the spirit of truth, shall come, he shall teach. He shall what? So how does he take off the clouds? He teaches. The wind passes. He teaches. How do you teach someone who doesn't like to come to class? How do you teach a person who is not ready to be taught? He wants to teach you how you can break through financially. People of God, the teaching has come from the altar. But you know something? You all know that first class in school is not from the lectures alone. How many of you realize that? Um, like by stress, second class upper, lectures from this class alone. We won't pass, take that one from here. But you want the first class and collect awards on the day. After the class, straight to the library. You are meeting intelligent people and you have a conversation with them about the subject matter. You are going beyond. Are you with me? So, eh. Jesus breaks the bread and gives the disciple. The disciples bring the bread to you. You must eat. So your pastors, your bishops, your apostles, what they teach, let me tell you, the teaching you need to walk in liberty, let's say it's 100%. What you are taught in church is 10%. The extra classes is done by the senior lecturer, the Holy Ghost. 
He's the one that will tell you that concerning your health, look at this one, look at that one. Read this place in the Bible. Fast today. Don't go here. Ah, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You can want if you don't allow him to lead you. The Lord is my shepherd. We all could have to say, right? We could have a service. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let's continue. Uh-huh. He what? He made you. Uh, how will he make you to lie when you're not following him? Now, what you have to understand is this. When that scripture was written, talking about a great shepherd, God himself. And then in John chapter number 10, God as the shepherd is now seen in Jesus as the shepherd. For your information, since Christ ascended on high, the shepherdoria work is with the Holy Ghost. So we can say, the Holy Spirit is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. The Holy Spirit leads me beside still waters. Some of us don't want to be taught. And you complain unnecessarily. He is the one that will teach you how to take off those clouds. I have found love. I want this is the person that I, I, I know within my heart. Then the Spirit of God is teaching you that part you are taking is cement right to your eyes. But the end of that part is like a want. It's I don't hear. People of God, I do not share with you that which we have read. I share with you that which we are walking in. The wind passes. The wind passes. So there's this is a message by uh, someone. And the man of government said that the reason for service is an opportunity to know God. So you being in a service unit, cleaning chairs, singing diligently, huh? it's not for the church. It is God's way of helping you know him. So, there are four levels. There is the believer's level. If you shall believe in your heart, confess your mouth, you are saved. They're a believer. Alright? There's the level of discipleship, being a disciple. There's a level of being a servant and then being a friend of God. Now, people of God, if you don't go to discipleship properly, you will not function well as a servant. Discipleship that you have gone through properly and you are daily being discipled by the Holy Spirit and by your tutor. The Bible says that they continue in the apostles' doctrines. They kept on breaking bread. Huh? It's in the successful discipleship lifestyle that will not make you angry as a servant when somebody does something you don't like. The Holy Spirit will teach you. This night, I'm just letting you understand something. That our fruitfulness and our majestiness <laughs> is in our walk with the Holy Spirit. Please, I beg you. Please, walk with the Holy Spirit. Walk with the Holy Spirit. Stop the excuses. Walk with the Holy Ghost. 
There is so much he wants to teach you and I. There are things he wants to take out of your life. And there are things he wants to introduce into you. That will make your light so shine. That men will see it and rush to you. And that it is yours that expresses the majesty of God about your life. Will be seen by men. And to be brought to you. Walk in the Holy Spirit. The first time I was told about the Holy Spirit. After I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I began to talk to him as a person. Of course he's a person. He's a person. I realized the best time of my prayer time is when I walk into my study and I don't start by shouting. Give me that kind of thing now. So they want to pray. You just enter now. Ha! Yapa. Nonsense. But the times I enter there and I acknowledge that he's with me right now. And then I begin to let him know how valuable he is to me. He releases an utterance. And then you zoom in the dimension of prayer. And you realize that as you are praying, he is dropping the prayer points. And by the time you are done, even where you stood to pray is heavy. My greatest weaknesses were dealt with by listening to the Holy Spirit. He's not a falling down. He's not a crying. His number one assignment is to walk with you and teach you. He is to walk with you, lead you, be behind you. Charlie, he's all you have. Stop ignoring him. And a lot of us ignore him easily. So it gets to a point in your life that he's now quiet. He becomes very quiet. He's, he will leave you. He says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. But the Holy Ghost doesn't leave you. He believes you are gone. He's your breath. He's the custodian of the divine life. If he leaves you, you are dead. He becomes quiet. So Paul says, do not quench the spirit. Don't chain him. Don't limit him. And there are things that quench the spirit. And you know, those things, that it's not smoking it. It's not humanizing. Those are the other things. Attitudes, certain lifestyles, they quench him. And when he that shall teach thee is quiet, where shall he go? And now men see not the bright light which is in the clouds, but the wind passeth and cleanseth them. In these 21 days, we are still on. Please open up to the Holy Spirit. I know something. Your dealings with the spirit can easily be seen by even how you behave in church. I'll tell the truth. I don't know how God is going to help us to teach you how to walk with the spirit. I don't know how. But if you open your heart, what I realize is that when you genuinely open your heart to the teachings of God's word, there's a dimension of understanding revelation that comes upon the one teaching that will flow to you easily. You will draw more than the person has. Because when 
se wotio na wayesano nipa kono e ka sempa no enwosrebi a e woni pa koni mu a woni mkwa se oho no enam se wani abriso be so shiente no wotwi sade ne maneba that's why a man go go to a place go and preach you realize that the man is just teaching and flowing he goes and that place is teaching is not going why is the people And these are all part of the things that happens in the, in, 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 the, in the garden of the saints. You must be hungry to want to know. Because of you, eh, God can make a person prophesy he has never prophesied before in his life because of you. Why would somebody say, lift your hands to the Lord and your hands are down? Why would someone tell you that go forth and greet someone? If you know the oppressions of the spirit, you will never take any gathering where Jesus Christ is living for the gathering. We live in a generation, and I'm sorry to say, this is our generation, young people. We think we're working the Holy Ghost, but it's emotional. It's emotionalism that is at work. It's not the Holy Ghost. I'm telling the truth. And check out all our songs we do in these days. Very emotional. The beats are very nice, sweet. Very sweet beat. So when you hear the thing, like ah, this is of the spirit. He's not moved one bit. One sign of the abundance of the presence of the Holy Ghost is ease for repentance. When you find it difficult to repent, you are not working the Holy Ghost. I'm telling the truth. That is how come we have many programs. The smokes are working. The LED screens are talking. Smoke master is there. The lights are there. But we finish right after the meeting. Just outside the door. Something's going on. You can see a brother hug a sister. You know that this hug is not of the Lord. You can tell. Because the way, the way the brother is squeezing the sister in. Something is happening. The Lord will give opportunity to learn more about the Holy Ghost. But I tell people of God, Paul the Apostle says, finally, say this gospel I'm preaching, it was not received from any man, but the Lord revealed himself in me. It means that Apostle Paul had his classes with the Holy Ghost. That is why he was that bold. Read Ephesians chapter 3 very carefully. The man was so bold, he said, I know what, this mystery of Christ, it was me they gave it to, nobody else. When the Holy Ghost teaches you a thing, you walk in conviction. Nothing moves you. Can we rise to our feet? And now men see not the bright light, which is in the clouds, but the wind passes. Father, in these 21 days as we move on, oh Holy Spirit, pass, cleanse, pass, cleanse, pass, cleanse. Teach me, teach me, teach me teach me. Tell the Holy Spirit in any way, Holy Ghost, if, if I've ever made you quiet in my life, today I repent. Show me how to walk with you. Show me how to be led of you. Show me how to live with you. Show me how to live with you, Holy Spirit. Show me how to live with you, Oromana. Uramano Mahaso Nanaya. 
to walk with you and talk with you. Holy Spirit, I repent of my way. Talk to him. He's right by your side and in you at the same time. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Oh, I choose to live with you. No more of my ways. I yield to your ways. Holy Spirit. Come on, just one more minute before Mama take us to take the communion quickly. And we'll take our special city we're out of here. But I want to come in with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mean every word you tell him. Do you know he can teach you the work you're doing? He can teach you about a good marriage. He can teach you about business. He can teach you everything. Everything. He can so teach you that your lives will increase. And the Gentiles and the kings shall come to the brightness of our horizon. As a church. Yes. Come on, talk to him. Talk to the Holy Spirit. He's called the Spirit of Truth. I can say he's the Spirit of, of Liberty. <laughs> You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And now men see not the lie. <laughs> they see not the lie. They see not the lie. Your light shall be seen. Your light shall be seen. Oh, Rabba your life shall be seen men will see